Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Small Seed Big Impact Podcast. We hope these episodes plant seeds that inspire big impacts in your life. Shane and I are your hosts. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. All right, y'all, enjoy. Today we have a very special guest joining us, our friend Ashley Kitchens and her husband Nick. <laughs> you guys have heard us talk about her in previous podcasts. She is plant-centered prep. Ashley is a registered dietitian, a one-on-one health and nutrition coach, and a meal prepping queen, which we're definitely going to get into that because there's so many questions I have. She helps people live an easy, sustainable, plant-based lifestyle in whatever way works best for them. And she is Always one of two of my vegan accounts that I tell people to follow. I've told you this before. Whenever, like, it's you and Minimalist Baker. I'm like, those are the two people you need to follow if you're curious at all about going vegan. And I'm trying to think, how did you need to tell this? Because how did we meet, Ashley? Well, first of all, Minimalist Baker's not vegan anymore. I know. I'm so upset. So we need to, <laughs> but cut, still, we need to cut her out. But she's still so good. I still love her so much. I, I know. I'm so upset I'll, about I'll that. Make, I'll make a very long story short. We're, this was back when we first moved here, and we were dropping off to, like, every single place that I thought would carry our bars, so like, CrossFit gyms, regular gyms, cafes, juice, whatever. And I, and I walk in, and Nick, who's the manager, is he the manager? Head coach, Head manager. Coach. He runs the gym. Yep. Uh, CrossFit Durham. And I walk in, I was telling him about our bars, and as soon as he heard the word vegan, he was like, oh, we have a vegan athlete. She's a monster. And I was like, what's her name? And then he told me her old Instagram name, but I... I didn't, it didn't make sense to me because I didn't know what you did. Yeah. It took me a, so it actually took me a long time to follow you. Um, but then once I did find Ashley, I was like, oh, she's buff. And then I contacted her, and then she agreed to try our bars when they were terrible. Oh, they were so <laughs> delicious. No, back then, was, I remember like dropping off, and I was like, man. Why? I mean, back when it was awesome. yeah, I mean, yeah, right. they've evolved a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. I thought that we, like, someone was like, you need to meet her. And you were like, all right, Instagram it is. I thought thought your old Instagram was veganRDU because it's like, that would make so much more sense to me. But I didn't, I was like, RDN, like, but that doesn't, it took me forever to find you. (laughs) I think I had to go to the CrossFit page and then, like, find a post that they posted you about. Or maybe they put Mm -hmm. you finally on their story. And I was like, oh, there she is. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And that's how we met. And then we officially met at the Veg Fest. Yeah, right? Was, was that the first, the first time? Well, that was the first time I met you guys. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a year and a half later. It was last August. No. That you met Holly? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the first time Holly I met Holly wasn't there the first year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because. And you, yeah. you, no. Did, yeah, because did Cause you meet the them dropping time. stuff off? No, I met, the first time I met you, I don't know. Was that, was no, it? No, the first time I met you was at the real, the first Veg Fest, right? Yes. In 2018. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause we stopped by. Yeah, because we picked a bunch of bars then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, it was amazing. It's also another testament of the power of social media, yes. Yeah. yeah we and talk being about gracious this all the time. enough to, like, accept it. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is really kind. I agree. I feel like some of my best friends are on social media. <laughs> my my <laughs> only friends are on social media. <laughs> you guys live 30 minutes away from me. Really? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> a lot of effort to have real life friends. Social media friends are just, like, mm-hmm. low maintenance. Yeah. Nice. And keep up with your life without actually, like, listening to the bad part. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I want to get into, like, your background, how you got into, so she's plant-centered prep. Your whole thing is, like, vegan, plant-based, all that jazz. So I want to know, like, 
I've kind of heard your story before, but I'm curious of, like, childhood, how did you even find veganism, mm, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. So bring us way back. Okay. Like, where did you grow up? Okay. All that. I'll take you way back to the beginning. <laughs> so I grew up in a small rural town in Indiana, and I actually grew up on a Angus beef cattle farm. So my dad sort of moved us out there, created this, like, huge, somewhat sustainable farm. We had a big garden. We raised cattle. And as you can imagine, like, we ate a lot of our meat as well. So that was, like, a huge part of my diet. And growing up as well, that was a, you know, fantastic, fun part of living on this farm. But I also had a lot of GI issues growing up. So I had a lot of, like, bloating. I had chronic constipation. Uh, It was just this, like, continuous issue that was never really addressed. I was on medication, which is a great Band-Aid for the situation. But, like, nothing ever solved the issue. And so... That's not quite how I got into nutrition, but it definitely like made me a bit curious. So I was very interested in nutrition, more of like from a performance-related standpoint. And so when I went to school, um, I ended up like wanting to become a dietitian. So went through all that, but still was not plant-based or vegan. Uh, in fact, I learned very little about being plant-based or vegan. <laughs> when I went to school to become a dietitian. Just <laughs> so, gonna throw that out there. I know. And I tell people that a lot because I get a lot of questions like, oh, what was it like going to school to become a dietitian and being plant-based? And it's like, I, I wasn't. Like, I actually had to do all the research myself after I graduated and really started advocating for myself after becoming a dietitian to figure out that connection between food and what was going on into my body so that I could do what I'm doing now. And so that's basically what I did. I did a lot of research. I was trying to figure out, like, what was going on with my body in particular, why I was having all these issues because nothing was doing the trick, no medications, you know, seeing the doctor wasn't helping. I was doing everything that I learned in school too. I was eating high fiber, a high fiber diet. I was drinking tons of water. I was um, exercising. I remember one time Nick got me like this little gift of like a, like a fiber pack gift. I don't know if it was for our anniversary or like my birthday, but it was like. It wasn't just that. <laughs> Just this. Just fiber. He's like, I need you to poop. Like, <laughs> it's like a canister of like Metamucil, some Fiber One bar, and like all brand or something. I was like, thanks. That's the best. <laughs> the, struggle, the struggle was real. So it affected many areas of my life, well, including our relationship. At least he really listens, though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he knew it was
<laughs> um, did, was there like a pivotal moment that you remember? Like, was there someone that talked to you or like, were you just literally Googling and it was like, eat more plants? Like basically. So the, the number one thing I remember from doing my research is that cow's milk was like really closely related to chronic constipation, especially in children. And so that really struck a chord with me because I drink a ton of milk, like literally for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's all we, that's all we drink. And so, and in addition to water and sodas and everything. <laughs> and juice. Yeah, yeah, and juice and all those. <laughs> uh, so that was a big part of the research that I remember reading. And, and that's what I um, talk a lot about on my social media as well, because I know a lot of kids struggle with it and even grown adults struggle with it. And so I try to, as much as I can, sort of help them navigate like those areas as well, because dairy can be a huge contributor to constipation, because I think... I can't remember the like exact statistic, but it's like sixty-ish percent of people in the U.S. are lactose intolerant. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's just like a huge issue. But yet it's highly recommended that we all drink cow's milk. I'm sure everyone else is too. It's just like so minuscule mm-hmm. that they don't notice. Yeah. It's yeah. well, like technically, I think like I remember reading something that technically we're all allergic because it's not made for us. Like mm-hmm. we're all actually alert, like slightly allergic to it, mm-hmm. but. Like, yeah, it affects, like, bloating like or, like, constipation. Like, it affects everyone, like, on different levels. So some people might be, like, drink it and be, like, I feel fine. But, like, there's slight bloating to them that they mm-hmm. don't actually ever realize until they yeah. decide to remove it. Yeah. And that was sort of, like, the final straw for me is, like, I was on this, like, three-year journey. And I was primarily plant-based, but sort of, like, I went a few months, like, being pretty strictly plant-based. And then I ended up having, like, some cheese. And I realized right then and there, like, no way. Like, I'm never having this again because I felt like. Like, horrible. So I was like, okay, like I basically found freedom going in plant based, where it might be viewed as like restrictive for some people. Like I'm literally like I've never felt so good in my entire life, and so I was like, I don't want to go back to eating the other way. Like I feel too good now to do that. So wait, you said you looked into it for performance. So that's originally why I wanted to go into nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so what were you performing? Were you an ath- Were you an athlete soccer. in high school? Oh, okay. okay, in high school and so- in, in college. Yeah, and so then did when you I- get a scholarship to college for soccer? Mm-hmm. I never knew that. I know. But you also did a lot of research in college on performance as well. So you went to the Texans, you went to the Astros, UNC, you did a bunch of work as a dietitian in those capacities. Yeah. For athletic, for like athletic uh, programs. Mm -hmm. So as part of my internship, I actually got to go down to Houston, Texas. That's so cool. The Texans and the Astros and the ballet down there under like their dietitian. It was amazing. So that's the trajectory I thought I wanted to like head down but then like once I graduated and then started becoming plant-based like soon after I graduated I was like ooh I want to go down this path actually <laughs> it's like way more fun imagine so. converting a whole football team to plant-based though that'd be amazing think of all the food that they consume oh yeah so it's much. like probably worth like 700 people yeah <laughs> oh my god especially yeah like a football a football team yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah that'd be pretty neat what do you feel like is the ma- biggest misconception about like plant-based or veganism I kind of alluded to earlier, I feel like a lot of people do look at it like that it is restrictive or like, like, oh, I can't have this anymore. And that's something that I work on a lot with my clients who are looking to transition over to a more plant-based diet. It's like, we technically can eat whatever we want. I mean, we just choose not to eat those foods because they don't either align with our beliefs or they don't make us feel good. Um, And so that's something that I try to really tell people because when I first was becoming plant-based like I would hear a lot from like family and friends especially at gatherings like oh sorry Ashley like you can't have this and it's like I guess I can but I'm just choosing <laughs> to so, yes. so sort of navigating that is trying to take the negativity out of it because there's a lot of benefits and I think most of us can agree that like eating plant-based is 
or eating a lot more plants is really beneficial and, and can be really good for our bodies, but looking at it as like a negative connotation isn't the greatest. Do you feel like there's a certain point or like a way that we have to retrain our brains to think about the fact that like we don't need those animal products just because we're so drilled from like childhood that like you have to drink your milk for calcium, you need like your meat for protein, like all of these things. Do you think that there's like a point in time where like whether you're working with your clients or you yourself that you like literally are like essentially like fighting yourself like you know what I mean? Like oh like are you sure? And you're kind of like questioning it. Obviously you're coming from like more of a research background because you're a dietitian but like even working with clients that are like having that struggle, yeah, that exactly. internal struggle. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like we're conditioned to think that like, oh, I get my protein from meats. I get my calcium or my vitamin D from dairy. And it's like, <laughs> no, and we're not even eating these foods for the macronutrients necessarily. Like just eat food, like kind of making it a little bit more simplistic. I feel like sometimes we just overcomplicate it. And so therefore we feel like, oh, I have to eat meat to get my protein. How am I going to get protein in plants? Like do plants even have protein? <laughs> like, so yeah. I feel like there's a lot of conditioning because most of us didn't grow up eating plant-based or even like hearing about veganism or anything like that. How do you, how do you retrain your brain? Ooh, I mean, it's (laughs) definitely a lot of mindset work. And honestly, a lot of it too is like just trusting the process and silencing all the noise that's out there. I feel like that's like one of the biggest pieces is like try to put your blinders on in a way because someone is always going to have an opinion and there's always going to be someone on social media saying something media is always going to be saying something <laughs> about something and so it's really a lot of it with my clients and just with anybody it's like you really got to silence all that noise all like the fake nutrition that's out there all the people who are just trying to benefit by like selling you product or supplements whatever it is yeah how do you feel how do you feel about this new like I feel like there's been such a movement for the plant-based diet like a lot of people are starting to jump on the boat but at the same time I feel like there's this huge movement on the other side that's like the carnivore the carnivorous. There's, there's, Is that always, what it's called? <laughs> there's always like a left and a right. I feel like right now though it's like really strong. <laughs> That's because veganism is becoming really popular. It so is, yeah. there has to be some kind of opposition. People are like getting crazy with it. I know. People are very. I feel like they're paying influencers at work. Yes, that's what's been bug- and, that's and what's be been like, bothering me. I was terribly ill. Now I'm losing like, me. I feel great. And I'm like, how much are they paying you, bro? No. Tell, me, tell me the truth. I'm like, I just don't get it. <laughs> like people, people believe it. That's the problem. Yeah. So you were talking about like families being like, sorry, you can't have this. How? This is a question we get a lot. So I'm curious how you answer it. Like, how do you navigate that with a family who's like pressuring you or like? Not accepting, or yeah, or not, yeah, Yeah. especially, yeah, especially your family, because it's like that was was a lifestyle of theirs. Yeah, it was, it was really challenging, especially because so I live in North Carolina now, obviously, and so going back home for holidays and different things like that, like I wouldn't be eating the same foods that I once loved and enjoyed growing up, and so that was hard, you know, for my family in general, and, and just for me because I almost felt guilty, like I was like displeasing my parents or displeasing whoever I was with because I wasn't eating the same thing or that I was like an inconvenience. Um, And honestly, it was really challenging in the beginning, but I just decided that like, I'm doing this for my health, which is more important than anything. I'm doing this for myself. Like I'm being selfish in a way, which I'm proud of. And I felt really good the more that I got accustomed to going back to family events in particular of just owning it. Like this is what I'm doing. And I'm not here to inconvenience anybody, so it's almost like, yeah, I have to get with it. (laughs) 
Did were would they like make options for you, or would they be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, like uh, there's sh- nothing that you can eat here to try to"? Because like I've also heard like other people have told me their family will literally do that and basically like well, that's cause kind of and they cave. Kind of like force them right. into like not force them, but yeah, be like, "Oh, you either eat nothing or like you can eat what I made," yeah. and it's like. And then people, like you were saying, like, it's, like, almost, like, you don't want to, like, dis- like, disrespect, like, your parents or whatever, or, who- or like, the whoever it is that's giving you the food. It's, like... Before I, before you answer this question, are you stubborn? Yes. Okay, so this probably helps. <laughs> yeah. that, that's probably better beneficial. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a little bit bullheaded. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> and you live in Bull City, so it's great. <laughs> yeah. No, I will say my family was very gracious, though. They definitely were very accommodating, and then... I don't know if I've shared this with y'all now, but they're mostly plant-based. So my parents. I know your, your sister completely. My sister is completely. Right. Yeah, and her, Nick. And Nick. Yes. Completely. Yeah. yeah. And even like Nick's family, like they're definitely like very plant forward and they're thinking and so accommodating when we go home, which is really nice. So I just feel like in the beginning, I think it was hard because it was such a shock. It's like, what the heck is plant-based? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. But now that like we're coming back, and then we make a lot of food too, especially when we go home. Okay, yeah, um, which is really helpful too, just to show like how good and delicious it can be. Um, so I think that's been really helpful. I think that's also the best way to teach people by like not relenting, like hold your hold your ground, like condition yeah. them to treat you the way that you want to be treated, and then show them over time that it's better. Yeah, yeah, and there's so much more food that you can eat. Like you're not eating so same, good. Like, it's just like animals. it's just like chicken. I'm just gonna spice it 17 different ways. <laughs> Wait, are your parents? Is your dad still a cattle farmer? No. no. Oh, okay. So yeah, we moved away from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, when, I got, when, when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you've been away from that for a little while. Yes. Okay. That's probably a little bit easier. I was gonna say like I have a question. So would they like those cattle that you raise? Like they would go to. Slaughter. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I like showed cattle in 4-H, and I would sell them, and I would help put them on the truck. Like, horrible. <laughs> like looking back, I mean, cows are my favorite animal. So, you yeah. also tell me stories about you used to know the name of the animal that was on your plate. Like you named your animals, and then you know what you named the animal on your plate. Wow, so you were like really connected. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Is oh, yeah. He's like, this is Betsy, you my cow that I just sent off. Yeah, because, like, I, I mean, I love the cows, so I would wake up at 5 a.m. every morning to go feed them, because in the winters, like, we had we had to feed them with corn, which I don't think had to, but we did, um, and so I, I loved going out there. I loved showing them. I loved brushing them. Oh, my gosh. I would, like, shampoo them and blow dry them for, like, shows. Yeah. Oh, there were shows? Yeah. You had yeah, shows? Yeah, I would show them around. Yeah. They'd have little halters on. I mean, I'd have to break them. Like, yeah. She'd take them to the fair and bring medals and... <laughs> And so it's just it's crazy to think that like I never made that connection. I don't know. I always wonder like Yeah, why, why do you think why do you think that? It's just so normalized. Yeah, I mean I guess like I didn't I mean, whether it's an excuse or not, I didn't even know what a vegan was or really a vegetarian until I went to freaking grad school. Like I would lived a very in a very rural area. So it's yeah. crazy to think like because especially kids, like, I feel like out of everyone, you would think, like, kids would make that connection. Because, yeah. like, adults are, like, conditioned, like, yeah. oh, whatever, this is how we've always been, mm-hmm. and we're hardened by the world as we get older. But, like, it's crazy that kids, like, did you know that they were going, like, I mean, obviously you knew it was on your plate. I did, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I knew where they were but going. you just, like, didn't know that, like, I didn't, I mean, I, didn't, I guess, like, the death part wasn't there. Oh, like, yeah, is that what? disconnect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they would be sent away, and then they would want to put like, it was just like, I just didn't think of the in-between. Yeah, for better or worse. But this is part of the problem with the meat industry as a whole, too, is like, what do you have 
you eat hamburger, you eat beef, you eat pork, you eat bacon. None of that says pig, cow. Yeah. I guess chicken does. I know. That's a, like I always make the argument too. I'm like, oh, like chicken's chicken. People still eat chicken. That's but true. I'm like, but I'm like, do people they think like chickens are like dumb? Like, yeah. Is that a small yeah. poultry animal? Like, yeah. Versus like a cat. But also, no one meets these animals. That's They're true. Like yeah. Secluded, far away. Like I only saw one cow farm when we were driving across the country to come here. And it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! Top was, ten saddest. Thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a dairy farm. It was so sad. They're like, also, all of them like they also look so skinny and yeah. sad and dirty and yeah. it was like a mass field of them. Yeah, so it, it was like must a, have been a big one. Yeah. yeah, it was so sad. It was. It was. Yeah, they all looked so miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you feel like vegan is such a trigger word for people? Like people, like even you use plant based. You don't I really do. say vegan that much. Like. Yeah. Obviously, when you're talking to other vegan friends, I'm sure you say vegan, but, like, what's, like, the deal around it? I'm always so curious about this, too, because people hate when we say vegan, too. Like, they're like, ah, and I'm like, well, let me explain this to you. I mean, that's a really good question, because I I do, like, I do use plant-based more often, and and mainly because, like, I became vegan and plant-based for my health, and so... Okay, so let's start there. What's the difference between plant-based and vegan? Yeah, so I feel like plant-based is a bit like a bit more so like there's vegan and then I feel like plant-based is sort of a branch off of that and that it's like primarily like whole food plant-based. I mean, that's my personal opinion. There are plenty of opinions out there, so mine is not the only opinion. But I feel like vegan encompasses a lot. It obviously encompasses like animal rights, um, which I think is fantastic. And then also, too, like, you know, you can really eat a lot of things that are vegan that aren't necessarily like plant-based, like Oreos, sodas, like chips, <laughs> different things like that. So that's why I typically say plant-based more than I do vegan. So you think vegans are stricter with animal cruelty but unhealthier? Mm. That's I what think, I just heard. I think vegans <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, though. No, no I'm, I agree yeah, with I'm you. actually vegans curious. Vegans are always like... No, like when no one on here is going to be offended no. by anything yeah. you say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious. Yeah, let's hear yeah, let's it. Hear ahead, so I have, I have like a subscription to like why people become plant based or vegan. There's like three core tenets. It's like animal welfare, environmentalism, or your health. Right. And so if you kind of just go with your own health, it's kind of like more plant based. If you go from like the animal cruelty side of it, generally that's more vegan because you're like you care about the ethics of the whole situation yeah. versus I'm plant based just because I want to be healthy and be a rock star as opposed to you know putting crap in my body. And so there's the environmental side of it too, but that kind of dips into both of them. So I think that's kind of where they fit into one another. And that's why there's a distinction between them, hmm. in my opinion. I agree with you. I didn't, so we went vegan at first. I did it for my health. Holly did it for her conscience. <laughs> and I didn't actually call myself vegan until, I mean, I said I was on like a vegan diet, but I didn't like label myself vegan until like six months or so after, after I started, I learned like everything about veganism. And I was like, oh, all this makes so much sense. Yeah. And that's when I like started practicing mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the, the lifestyle. It's not, it's like, it's like a religion, more or less. Like but vegans you are religion the and plant-based you is a diet. The, like, you that's, joined that's the That's kind of how I look at it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's like, like I know people, like our friend Do you feel like it was like a, a general, like, uh, timeline like that for you guys where it was like more for your health? Because you did it for your health, and then, like, you slowly found out about, like, everything yeah. else. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I definitely learned a lot about it for my health in general. And then it's, like, then you start watching more documentaries, and you start reading. Like, you're, like, oh, like, there's <laughs> so much that goes on in the animal, like, agriculture industry that I ha- I was so blind to. And so, yeah. So that's why I sort of dabble in that as well. But it's, like, I still, like, own 
like leather shoes from like well before I went plant-based and it's like I don't want to disrespect anyone who's like truly vegan and like still goes around and I don't know wait what even though you bought them before you were vegan yeah I don't want to like misrepresent I guess that religion <laughs> that's fair <laughs> or that movement wait I'm actually curious how did you go vegan I know, or I was, when, I was like, go next question yeah. so I was going to be like because I know you went first yeah but I was, that's why I was going to have like, Nick come on and be like so, what was the transition like? Yeah. Was she pressuring you? Was she a bully? No. Yes. So, so actually, I did a majority of the cooking kind of in the earlier parts of our relationship. And so I was, you know, when she started going plant-based, I was like, oh yeah, I can, I can cook, for, I can accommodate that, I can cook that way. And so at the house, that's just kind of, I followed her in step with the transition. But whenever we go out to eat or go out with friends or something, I was like, oh yeah, I'll still have that cheeseburger. I'll still whatever. And then it's like, you know what? I can see the face on in the burger. Like I don't need this. And then eventually took that out, and then eventually took the the dairy out, and it just kind of made sense to some degree. Yeah. Well, and you came at it from a big environmental standpoint too, because with him working for the so yeah, so so everyone knows Nick is an environmental engineer. engineer. So we have someone smart here. <laughs> an environmentalist too, right? Environmentalist. <laughs> Low key environmentalist, high key environmental engineer. I'm like you two should be like. You should be attacking the world. Yes. Dietitian I know. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, so that, that was a big thing for me. What are you guys going to build in the next decade? I want to know. I feel like you guys could do something. I feel like if you guys, like, conjoined. We, we should probably think about this. Yeah. We have. Yeah. In, te- in 10 years, I'll be able to invest, so. Maybe we could build, like, a huge complex that's, like, completely green and universal. It's the, what Shane was asking about. He wants a power self-sustainable but it could be like a giant building it doesn't <laughs> have to be like a live in a bubble of yeah. greenery anyway i'll do that we'll talk in seven years okay. <laughs> when i sell you'll be the third person i call i'm like where's, I'm where's the plans Let's do it. <laughs> send it over <laughs> i interrupted whatever you're saying and i forgot what we were talking about so for the <laughs> so for the environment though was like where yeah, your so standpoint was more yeah. from i'm an environmental engineer and i do a lot of work and you know one of the things that i've had my hand in or seen my colleagues work on is CAFOs, confined animal feed operations. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see what's going on here. And just all the nastiness that goes into the air and into our water, just based on that alone, was just very powerful. And then even go into some of these facilities, and I think we've talked about this before, is like, the just how heartbreaking it is seeing these animals being treated this way. It's just, it's just you know, I have dogs. I love dogs. I was you have to go them. to the facilities yeah. where the... <laughs> Never put, yeah. never got a hidden camera. Get no, GoPro. No, no, no. <laughs> what we need those right, right on your belt buckle. Just a GoPro. It's a new design. <laughs> <You need> a <laughs> that would be so good. It's horrific, right? And so like we have like you guys have a dog. We have a dog. Like I grew up with dogs. Like pigs are supposed to be smarter than dogs. Like how do you how do you treat animals this way that you love and adore and cherish? And so it's just in addition to my wife's like not wanting to put this crap in her body. I'm starting to see oh this is the crap we're putting into our rivers in our air and then this is the way we're treating the animals that are giving us these products what what about the system makes any sense at all and it just doesn't and that that was kind of the conclusion i came to is like why support any portion of the system that is broken in every facet and every every part of it so that's kind of where i really got really fired up about it when put the whole idea together. <laughs> what was the last thing for both of you to give up did you you because you didn't go overnight you said yours was a three-year transition 
yours was obviously like while she was going. Yeah, I mean, my final transition was like two or three years after her, um, but my last thing was like cheese, I think. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have the issues she had with like constipation and dairy messing with her insides. Um, so I still enjoyed going out and having like nachos. And <laughs> <laughs> That's like not even cheese. I know. No, no, <laughs> like I, a um, plastic cheese. I'm, I'm not like a sauce pop for like crappy like takeout food like Papa John's pizza or something like that. It's just I don't know. Some whatever. But that that that, that, well, that was it. Speaking of, so I was traveling. This was before, this was like as he was transitioning. It wasn't quite there yet. I came home from like being gone for the weekend and I went to like throw something away in our big trash cans that are sort of out by the road. Oh, gosh. And I was like, I like came running to the house. I go, Nick, people are putting pizza boxes in our trash can. And he was like, oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> it just totally and it was him while I was gone. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's like, wow, our neighbor is how rude emotional connection to food so like he likes fast junkie food because where he grew up they only offered fast junkie food <laughs> exactly so how do, you, how do you help people with that yeah so a lot of it so a lot of like it is is like our relationship with food too um and that's something that we work on too of just like you know because we're conditioned to like eat a certain way but not just that like when we're emotional or when we're stressed out at work or when we're like down or whatever it is like oftentimes we turn to food for comfort and so a lot of what we do is like telling ourselves that like hey food yeah it tastes really good and it's one of life's greatest pleasures on this earth but it's not going to comfort us in the long term like it might comfort us in the short term if we're having some sort of like emotional issue so trying to find other strategies to get at the bottom of like what's going on and not necessarily using food as a coping mechanism which we know uh, hasn't produced any positive results like over time did you say food's one of life's greatest pleasures yes Hmm. yeah that's um something from like Japanese, like, that's, like, one of their, like, things that they teach. Food. hmm Yep. And it's meant to be, like, enjoyed. Like, and that's the thing I feel like a lot of us miss is, like, we sort of don't have that connection with, like, what's on our plate, and it's just something that we check off the list in our day. Like, we just rush through our meal, and we're on to the You said it was Japanese. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was, like, the production of food and then enjoying, like, the process of eating something that you created? I'm sure that was a huge part of I'm it. I'm just curious. I, I feel know, like, like they're a, like very like step by step. They do mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. I feel like a big part of food though too is like not only the emotional connection, but is like a lot of times like our culture or like I don't know. Like think about like Italian. Like they have like so much cheese. Or like and you're like, Jewish. Oh. What about your Jew family? I don't know whether you have felt the fish. I don't know what they eat. Oh yeah, like Bakis. Oh yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, where it's like. Maybe hard for someone to my great great grandmother's yeah. recipe. Yeah, like give that oh, up or feel yeah. like feel like they're losing part of their like cultural identity. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes right now for people who can't see <laughs> their it. cultural identity. Like you know, well, you no, know one day we'll have cameras and we'll like. <laughs> I'll be able podcast. to see my. We'll have, like a legit studio. <laughs> we invite people too. But I think that goes back to, like, what you're doing it for. Like, why are you moving toward the plant-based lifestyle? Like, figure that out, and that's going to help you determine whether or not you still want to eat those culture, cultural foods that are really, like, rich and eaten a lot in your family. Do you know? Go ahead. As you say, there's another side of this, too. Is like, if this is important to you, there's also modifications you can make to recipes at this point. Right? There's vegan butter. There's all these different things you can do to adjust a recipe to kind of 
get to where mm-hmm. you feel good. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't make a steak vegan, but like macaroni and cheese is a thing for me growing up. You can make a good vegan macaroni cheese. Did you grow up cheese. poor? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. I was curious. Because he likes like, junk food and food. mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He likes nachos and mac and cheese. He's <laughs> like, are you 99 poor? 99 <laughs> I'm just curious. No. no I, I grew up poor, so I, it's not like I, I think it was pretty squarely middle class is what I like. Is there such thing as middle class? There was. What was <laughs> 30, 30 years ago? Yeah. All right. I guess. Fine. Yeah. Sorry, you're asking questions. I forget. <laughs> this, happens, this happens a lot. It's fine. If it's important, I'll come back. Cool. Yeah. But there are, like what you were saying, like those non-negotiables. Like if it's really that important to you, then in my opinion and how I coach, my coaching style, like allow yourself to have that. Like if it's truly that important to you, then eat it. Like, but I feel like over time, a lot of people realize that it really isn't that big of a deal. Like Nick was saying, like anything can be made vegan or plant-based these days. So try making it different. And like you said, it would probably taste better. That was my, that was going to be my next question. Do you have like a step-by-step or just like a stage of yeah, like a, a circle of grieving process? Like <laughs> when someone's like, I really want this. Like, is there something that they can do to like. Try to like get, go like, get outside. It? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's a little bit, you have to tell your secrets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, it looks so differently for everybody, but really, I mean, we talk about non-negotiables. If that's really important, then it's like we're not going to touch that. But, I mean, I we do approach it, and, like, nothing is off limits in my opinion. So, like, we're not approaching this from a restriction standpoint. Like, the whole thing, what we're doing is, like, we're pumping in more plants. And without even you knowing, that sort of just pushes out the other things that you really don't want to eat without you really noticing. So it makes the process a lot easier and a lot more sustainable. Pumping in and pushing out. I like it. Perfect. I know. I so like many peas. <laughs> One of the biggest things I've noticed with you two is your palate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so drastically with plant-based and started pumping in all these plants because these salty, rich foods that are like, you know, designed chemically to like, yeah. for you to, to enjoy, like Doritos, right? Like you don't want to eat a Dorito anymore. It just tastes so artificial and gross that you if you have all these plants you're like you know what fresh is you know what mm-hmm. tastes good you know there's there's a big difference in, in your life then. i totally agree with that that was like for me because i'm such like i love junk food like yeah. sweet junk food but and like candy like candy all that kind of stuff yeah like i always had can- like what eat candy for breakfast like i just love like that like artificial sweetness but then once you're away from it for so long and like all you know is like fruit like a real fruit sweet mm-hmm. it's like then when you try to eat stuff that's artificial it's like so overwhelmed it's not even good anymore like it's just like this overwhelming like fake mm-hmm. taste so it's like you don't want it's so strange that we're like so addicted to it yeah. but then when you get away from it and you like try to have it again because you're like oh I want a Jolly Rancher or whatever like and then you're like oh I can't even <laughs> like I don't know why why I like loved these so much before it's just like yeah yeah your palate does change it does and I feel like it's shocking to a lot of people it's like oh like you you don't like that or you don't eat that anymore it's like it really just doesn't even sound good. Like, <laughs> oh, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even imagine because I'd, I'd so much rather have this versus, like, yeah, something that's, like, heavily processed. And even, like, the things, I don't know if it was for you guys because I was, like, super picky growing up, too. So, like, even the things that, like, I would end up, like, trying after going, like, plant-based, it was, like, totally outside of my world of like what I used to eat and now I actually like enjoy those things like mushrooms yeah I was gonna say like mushrooms was one of those things that I like literally hated mushrooms and now I'm like I can stand mushrooms <laughs> like I like them now you like adding them into things I do so, yeah so now, now I like them shiitake. yeah I only like shiitake mushrooms but I'm Sorry. on my way there okay <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um 
was thinking. So is there anything that like you can think of that's like one thing that people come to, or like something common that you see that's like a uh, sickness that people come to you with like over and over again from your clients or maybe just people reaching out to you on social media like diabetes or something like that that's like you keep seeing the same ailment over and over again? Definitely like GI issues is something I see a lot. And honestly, it's probably because I talk a lot about that. So that's a big one. High cholesterol is actually another one, which is, to me, kind of exciting because I feel like I've had clients who've had huge success in dropping their cholesterol with going plant-based or even even very imperfectly going plant-based. And like literally in three or four months, it's like it's dropped 50 to 60 to, I mean, 70 has been the max so far points, which is that's insane. so exciting because that's a huge precursor to heart disease. Mm-hmm. And so it's like to, to see that drop and then, you know, then they go to the doctor and their doctor's like praising them, you know, and... <laughs> They don't tell them that they went plant-based. That, like, They're like, how's men supposed to be working? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, great. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep prescribing them. Yeah, they're great. So it's, that, that part is really exciting to be able to, when people come to me and like, or have questions about something, to be like, hey, like try this and see if it works. And yeah, so there's a lot of different things, but those are probably the two main things that I see. I think it's good that you talk about that. People don't really talk about constipation, but so many people like I, think I it's know weird when personal... they hear people strain, like so like yeah, like when I'm at the kitchen because you know it's a male bathroom, and then like you hear people. Str- I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, like, you, you should okay? not. You don't have to poop. Stop trying. You don't, like if you're pushing it, you don't have to do it. Like yeah. stop. Yeah. Something's wrong. Oh, I know. I get too many times I've walked into. Bathroom at work, yeah. and walked right back out. I'm hearing like these really awkward noises. I'm like, whoa, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pee later. I know. I feel like females so don't do that. Maybe, I've never gone into a bathroom. Much, like, 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 it's just, it's like weird. It's, I'm just so confused. Or if you're spending more than like four minutes in the bathroom, unless you're just like on your phone, something's yeah. wrong. <laughs> something's really wrong. Yeah. Like you just posted the other day, like three bowel movements. Like what was it? Like yes. when you were being After in your silly days, mode? Yeah. I'm like, I have my third BM by 10 a.m. Yeah, I mean, it's a legit thing, which yeah. it seems so weird coming from like, I only what, used to go like once a week. And so now that I'm going <laughs> so like. so crazy. Shane's eyes just burst out. I was like, that's so long. And once this, a week, literally. Once a week. And then the side effects that come from that, like. Again. Like, I mean, I remember like crying before even going to the bathroom because I knew how painful it was going to oh. be. Like it was horrible. That's sad. So, and a lot of people struggle with that, but yeah, nobody wants to talk about it. Like I personally know like a couple people who do and like I I always send them to you too, yeah. but I'm like, it's just so crazy because it's not something that's talked about. I don't know if it's just because like poop. I'm like a poop family. Like we talk about poop all the time, so I don't really care. Yeah. But like, I don't know if there's just like this like notion around like you just don't talk about that kind of stuff but I feel like if you're struggling with it it's awesome like I can't even imagine only going once a week oh my like gosh. in my whole life I, <laughs> like, that's like, I know just, like common people go like once every three days no yeah or like it's even like when people only go once a day I'm like are you okay <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like three times but like I'm like all day long like <laughs> like and it's effortless that's the thing yeah. So. yeah it's like very quick yeah how many bowel movements are you supposed to have in a day it varies. I mean, I've, I've read like research on this because I was really curious too because I would get a lot of questions about it. So, I mean, ideally going once a day is is great um, too because like think about all the toxins that are in your feces and if it's yeah. just sitting in your like, uh, intestines, like that. It just like goes, seeps into your... Yeah, I mean, it's just not... It, it just creates... It can create a lot of issues. So, 
But yeah, ideally once a day, I mean, if you go more, like up to three or four times a day, like that can be really beneficial. What's really important is honestly like the quality of your poop. So there's like a chart out there where you can like compare your poop. Like it's like a numbered chart, which is kind of nice as well. Um, because quality <laughs> matters. Is it like color, consistency, like texture? Like yeah, so it's mostly like the consistency of like like more like the dehydration, dehydrated side. So where it's like the rabbit pellets. Um, I mean, you're dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it cool. can. It can. That's right. one of the things. And then like it goes all the way down to where it's just like diarrhea, diarrhea, <laughs> like straight mush. So you want to be between a three and a four. Mush is mush is food. It's not <laughs> food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> we know it's a favorite meal. Right here. Wow. Only with me and Opal Holly. Yeah. That's disgusting. It's efficient. I don't, I can't. The vegan mayo is just what freaks me out about Opal it. Loves I it. I know, I can't do it. I'd never like mayo when it wasn't vegan, so. always, but that was only like what I've done the last few months. You always, yeah, true, 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 true. Only the last few months. What is the vegan mayo add? It gives it like a creamier texture. So I, I like to make my food very wet so I can eat it fast. <laughs> and I can eat large quantities at once. Yeah. 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 So if it's dry, then it takes longer to, for me to try to like swallow, chew and swallow. I'd mm-hmm. just rather... Swallow it. Just come out like a face. solid. <laughs> like, I mean, if that is possible, I absolutely would. I do not, I do not like food. Like, I don't yeah. think it's like, I eat food because I need to. So for you, it's not one of life's greatest pleasures. No pleasure at all. Okay. And I think that's like the biggest problem is people view food as pleasure. Mm-hmm. That's when you said that, I was like, so interesting. Yeah. But it's pleasure in a different way because it's like taking your time with your food, like actually taking the time to like engage all your senses when you're eating. Mm-hmm. People just like eat and swallow and they don't even taste their food. So like tasting it, notice how it sounds when you're like, like chewing it, you know, um, I might eat and swallow. Like, yeah, like the different <laughs> like so flavors nice. that come yeah, out. Yeah. Textures. Like there's like, I, yeah. You're a rare person, but most people who enjoy food are not as fit as you are. Mm. And that's why I'm always like, <sighs> yeah, maybe in a different way. Or not as I healthy, think you respect food. Oh, and I think it's yeah. different. Those people don't. Yeah. But they're like, donuts taste good. And I'm like, I, maybe. But if you take the time to actually like chew it thoroughly and really think about what does this really taste like, I feel like you, I don't know, you would figure out that it's really not that good. I mean, if you sit there and chew a donut over and over and like really <laughs> masticate it, it's going to get really gross in your mouth. You just get oily and but slick. and I feel like they're so addicted, they just want the next bite. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's exactly the point you're making, though, yeah. that she enjoys her food. If oh, you yes. sit there and yeah. chew good, wholesome food, it's still, still going to taste good and have layers on it. If you continue chewing on a donut, it's going to get nasty and gritty and yeah slick. you don't really like <laughs> chew a donut you like take a bite swallow hit the sensor yeah. yeah. you get the sugar rush and then you it's like but that's the thing it's like just addictive but those foods, are usually like, the people who enjoy food like i just love pizza and i'm like but there's like healthy pizza there is healthy pizza but they don't <laughs> love healthy pizza <laughs> There's such, like, this notion around the word, like, healthy, like, that people are like, nope, I don't like, like, just like they think they're not going to, like, if like you're people like. people who love greasy food. But mm. do they? they? If they took it, they this is the thing, do. though, if they, they took it away that. and then reintroduced it, they would realize they actually don't well, yes, like it. But getting them to break that because it's life's greatest pleasure is the hard problem. <sighs> yeah. When do people come to you? Like, what yeah. point in their journey Back do to they you. come <laughs> to you? I'm actually curious. Like, is yeah. it, like, when they're ready, they're like, okay. Something needs to change, and I don't know what to do. Like, or is it like? Do you love food? Really quick. Yeah, I love food. Is that like a thing that you've always loved? Yeah. Okay. Well, he said he used to cook, so. 
all their meals, which I want to get into. I want to get into prepping yeah. right after this. Yeah. yeah. Back to your clients. Okay. So, they, <laughs> I mean, all different walks, like all different backgrounds, and they come to me at all different points. And some of them are already vegan. They want to like just eat more like whole food, plant based. Some of them are like halfway there, and they just need help, or they need some fine tuning. So, some people are at like a pain point where they are, they're on so many medications. They've been to the doctor like in and out for a while, and they're like just super sick, and they're like hey, I heard something or I watched a documentary and now I'm ready to do it, but I have no idea how. So everyone's so different, which is really cool because I'm able to sort of meet them where they're at and help them get them to where they want to go. But one of the big things that you stress when you take a client out is that they're ready to take action like today and start making changes. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I can't work with someone who's just like in the a... information gathering phase. Like mm. they have to be ready to take action. Do, so. do they all want to go plant-based? I would say most of them do. Okay. A lot of, I mean, as, as a whole, if I'm generalizing everybody, <coughs> they're definitely interested in eating more whole food plant-based, which is, to, I mean, that's why I mean, they're that's coming why they to me. Right. Yeah, they're not going to, I mean, if they want to do something else, they're going to go to a different dietitian. So. Did it frustrate you that you, like, so you used to, now you're self-employed. Yeah. Congratulations. I know. Has it been like a month? It's been a month. Didn't oh, even say that in my like intro. Three weeks. Three yeah. weeks? Joined the entrepreneur, a full-time entrepreneur club. Poor Nick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Supporting the whole thing. <laughs> Not forever. It's true. Right. Yeah. It, won't, it won't be. Um, but like, so you used to, I don't know what exactly you did in nursing homes. So I'm assuming you built out diet plans. Quote-unquote diet. She's like, no. What'd you do? So I didn't do like really anything with their actual diet, which is like very confusing. Most people think that's what I do. I would do like a lot of... So initial, like, just assessments, like nutrition assessments, so identifying if they have any, like, chewing or swallowing issues, and then we'd have, like, a speech therapist on hand who was amazing and would help us out in that area. Is it um, called dysphagia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, identifying <laughs> if they had any, like, GI issues or, like, weight loss, like, history, anything. So a lot of, like, that. And then I would also manage people who were on tube feedings. That was their only source of nutrition. Um, uh, I would do a lot with related to, like, people who had, like, wounds or bed sores. Uh, making sure that there were interventions in place to help their skin, like to promote healing. You're a dietitian and you'd help them with wound care? Well, I would not do the wound care. <laughs> I would just help them with the nutrition. <laughs> to make sure gotcha. the skin is as healthy as possible. I was like, wait a second. I She's like, in there. <laughs> I was with a treatment nurse who that was her specialty. I would do all that. So, could you pres- did you prescribe nutrition plans? So, so tell me what you actually did. Yeah, so a lot of nurse homes, like, there's just sort of a standard diet that right. like corporate either has them on or whatever the facility does so you didn't get to choose like their meal pl- like what, what they were that, eating that basically the frustrating part yeah so no i did not get to choose what they ate um they get to choose so it's very like resident led which is really cool so oh, if they cool. did if they were vegetarian or vegan we had one vegan <laughs> yes. in virginia that's that's, that's pretty impressive people. yeah <laughs> that is that is um, impressive yeah and then, so then we'd have to accommodate them, like, which is really nice. Like, so it was definitely resident-led, but yeah, as you can imagine, like, I worked in a lot of rural areas in Virginia and North Carolina, and so, I mean, and these people are older, so they want what they want, and I would accommodate that as best as possible. Was it more like assisted <laughs> care? They're, like, aware? Uh, very Most greatly. Yeah. So okay. they're, they're huge extremes, people being incredibly, like, with it, quotes, and then, with um, and then without And I've always loved older adults. I, I felt I, I'm just so grateful that I got to work in there's, the There's like a weird correlation that people. talks about how, like, 
how you treat elderly people is usually like how good of a person you are. Aww. And all people who love old people are typically very nice. Oh, well, good. Like you and your brother. <laughs> I literally love yeah. old people so much. <laughs> like they're my favorite. My my dad owned a nursing home like growing up, so Aww. we used to like go there and like I would sit with them and like hear like their old stories. I'd be like, yeah, tell me yeah. about like this and that, <laughs> and it'd be like so sad when like one of them would like get dementia or something. And like yeah. we had like this other section of the nursing home where you'd be like, where's Joe? And he's like on the other side. You're like Joe, yeah. no. <laughs> too like I feel like that's a lot of what people miss just in general like in the U.S. like they don't go to nursing homes like people mm-hmm. don't grow up going to nursing homes they don't see what that's mm-hmm. like and a lot of people too they say especially in the beginning I heard a lot of this like oh I'd much rather eat whatever I want and die early than eat quote healthy like you and feel like I'm missing out on stuff it's like but you don't realize people sometimes are in nursing homes for decade or longer like dying can take a really long time you can be sick for a really long time if you don't take care of yourself and this is talking about like when you generally don't take mm-hmm. care of yourself and it's not really with anything else and so it's it's pretty eye-opening yeah and most of those things are probably in there for it could have been like taken care of or even they could have never had it if they had taken That's care of them we'll take a picture of bacon of themselves. and they'll rotate the camera to joe and be like see what bacon does to you oh my god <laughs> next documentary <laughs> Okay, maybe a little extreme. Not so yeah, just, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to get into meal prepping okay, before we like wrap everything up. Yeah. But so, so you what, were the yeah, meal prepping. That's what I just learned this now today. Like, so you cooked all the food before. Yeah, so what was the? And you didn't cook anything. Nope. Hmm. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Do you like? Have you just like always loved cooking and like things like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I always I grew up helping my mom cook. And dad cooked quite a bit, like, whether it's high school and then in college, you know, when I had roommates, like, they didn't know what the heck they were doing. I would have, <laughs> always end up being the one putting stuff together and making making food. So it, it was just kind of a natural thing. And then after college, I, I was on my own before Ashley was ever on her own. And so I was just well accustomed to making food and mm-hmm. it made sense. Yeah. And then our first year and a half of, like, living together, he or I was in school still, and so thank goodness he meal prepped, because I would have never eaten. It would have been horrible. It wasn't real meal prepping, at least not in the sense that we do now. That's true, he cooked, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, evening preparation of food still, and, you know, making PB&Js and stuff like that. So it wasn't, like, the whole, like, what we do now, where we very diligently plan out our meals for the week. It's just kind of like, we do Like, I'll give you lunch. I'll make prep for the day is still prep. Sure. Don't discredit yourself. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, because we suck at, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're so... I meal prep my mush just because... But it's nothing. I can make two ingredients. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. There's That's no, why I like mush. There's it's nothing the to it. Which I get worried about him because I'm like, you're only eating rice and beans, like, an avocado. Like, you need more in your diet. But, like... Nope, I'm great. Maybe, like, a banana or two? I eat bananas. Oh, he does. Yeah. 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 I usually have one or two bananas on my morning. Yeah. How taxing my workout. So is. what got like and five small seed bars. True. Right. You do eat small. You and have, then I eat like, two bowls of mush and then no, I eat and then you eat, I know, I know. But I wish I was better at meal. Like I wish I was better at like I see yours and I'm like what? I like don't understand. And then I'll make like I feel like I make a ton of food one night and then just gone. Like I don't <laughs> just eat it all. Because I eat like, what's made. That's the problem though. Mm. How do you like it's not, not a problem? I just I clearly need that food all the time. I just don't consume. I it. know. How do you like how? First of all, how do you? Okay, what got you into it? Like what was the? So you cooked. When did you start taking over and cooking? 
So the, when I started like taking over and doing more cooking is when I became really like passionate about plant-based eating. And so okay. I sort of took the reins. I also had one day that I wasn't working. I didn't work on Mondays, I think, at the time when I first started. And so I did all of our cooking on Mondays, which was fantastic. Um, you also put a lot more structure in it than I did, too. Like I was just kind of, oh, I'd make a casserole for the week and we'd kind of end up eating half of it beforehand. <laughs> like, before, by the time Wednesday gets through. Like, and so we, I was not as diligent about purposely planning and setting things out in the way that, you know, in a super organized fashion. I actually took the reins and started being like, okay, meals for each day. This is the amount we're each getting. This, this portioning, this is, this is mm-hmm. very systematically like giving me food. Yeah. So and we had to stock up on meal prep containers because of that, because before, yeah, we just have everything in casserole dishes and like pots and pans <laughs> and our fridge was like a hot mess. But now over the years, we've like bought a bunch of meal prepping containers, which are really nice. And so we, portion them out you need to partner with a meal prepping container company that should be like your next big step i know what the heck who do we need to talk to who do you use <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay you've seen the plug them before yeah yeah, yeah. We actually we've, we've talked on social media before stay so. consistent yeah. Yeah, i don't yeah. know that's i feel like you should i feel like everything that you offer that you don't produce you should partner with a company to do it yeah that's a good idea. it just makes yeah. the most sense and yeah. you know maybe you'll get a kickback but at the very least your clients get a kickback mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah meal prep is your whole thing so it's like yeah and those not your whole thing, like, but like save their lives. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're amazing, and they last so long because they're so. I have you done a story on them? You should make a video of like the story that they helped your life and send it to them. Yeah, and then just yeah. see what they do. Yeah. Maybe they'll just send you free. Give me a lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. Anyway. Side notes. Yeah. <laughs> you also had somebody tell you you should be more diligent about it too. Yeah. So early. Yeah, so a couple of years into us being together down here in North Carolina, like, so we um, we were in therapy for a while just to, like, not that anything was wrong, but it was like, it was a good thing to do, and it was fantastic, and she recommended meal prepping, actually, because I was having <laughs> a lot of issues with, like, stress and anxiety, and I was working, and I was going to the grocery store all the time, our food budget was sort of out of control just because, like, I wasn't planning out things diligently, so she recommended this, and it was, like, eventually, like, two years later, I, like, started, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take her up on this. And it was actually phenomenal because I, I guess I like would have to prioritize a couple hours like on the weekends or on Monday, but it saved us so much time the rest of the week. Like we had all this like extra time for everything else. Cause like, we're not like spending time prepping the food. We're not spending time cleaning up really because like we would just eat out of the containers or portion them out into bowls. And so it just made a huge difference in that area. And so stress and anxiety throughout the week, the way we cook food went down. Nice. <laughs> how do you like know how much to prep I was, I was about to say clearly nick is only about to hit 200 pounds now, so <laughs> I, I blame you for the last five years that really, that really has been a struggle though like right. there's like actually i need more food you should give me a little more food and like yeah like it, it was hard because like especially on certain days like i would work out before going to work and so i need a different amount of food right. than the days i work out afterwards yeah. because my metabolism was cranking mm-hmm. and firing away and so that was definitely a balancing act of yeah. figuring out how much food I actually need through the course of the day. And, you know, week to week, it's a, it's a new metric and a new calculus too because we don't eat the same thing every week, but mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot of work that we put into that. So, so it's like balancing it out like as you kind of yeah. like grew uh, with it. It's been a lot of trial and error. And I did not feed him. <laughs> <laughs> did you give him like your portions? Totally. No, I would uh, even double his portions. From yours? Yeah, hmm. yeah. I would give him a lot, but he's still like, I don't think I realized how much more he needed on top of that. Well, at that point in time, when you first started doing it, you needed bigger portions, too. Well, that's true, because I was on the game train. <laughs> Are you still on the game train? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but, but now I have, like, snacks involved, too. Like, 
instead of like, okay, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, there's like hummus and there's crackers and there's, you know. Do you like You're, You got your do jerky here day. right now. Yeah. Do you like to? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, I like food, so yeah. In the beginning, you weren't really working out. Like you weren't on the game train necessarily. Like you weren't no. really working out that hard. Who got into CrossFit first? Sorry, I'm just changing something. Who got into CrossFit first? <laughs> I did. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Did you work out at all before? Uh, I I played soccer in college too, and so that was kind of what I was doing was kind of playing soccer recreationally and doing some running, but definitely not. I was skin and bones. Lot, I'm still pretty much cardio. It was a lot of cardio. Yeah. You're getting buffered by the day. I, I'm getting buffered by the day, but it's 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 still not as apparent as you guys. I mean, I've been training for fifteen years, so it's way different. I'll be sixteen this year. And I just look like a baby monkey gorilla. <laughs> she sent me an emoji. That's what I look like. It was an orangutan. Because I'm determined to. Holly has like this person on Instagram she likes, and she's like moderately shredded. Uh-huh. And Holly's like, I don't look like this. I'm like, you could easily look like this. Like, she's like attainable. You know how like, sometimes you look at people and you're like, I just my body could yes. physically never do that. I'm yeah. like, I, but I love food. Like I love food so much. Yeah. I just I. With Opal, I like. I get abs. I know. She loves food. She preps though. See, like if I meal prep, this is my whole question. Why? Well, how, how, <laughs> how do you know how much food to make? I'm asking for myself. Because seriously, you eat so much food. Like, how, like you, it's just literally trial and error. Like you just make giant. Like how? Much. Well, I mean, it's trial and error. So do you mean like in the beginning when I'm like grocery shopping? Yeah. Well, like I was gonna I, say, think of it this way: if you make too much, I will eat the rest. That's not the thing, though. I don't. Because you'll eat I too make, much. No, I make a whole pan and you eat it in one night. Well, because I need it. Obviously. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> five pans. Like, how many pans I do can, you make? I need, like, probably six to 7,000 calories to maintain the weight that I want. Not the weight that I am. The weight that I want. It's a lot of food. Yeah, it is a lot of food. When I bodybuilded, I used to eat 10 to 12K. And I was 230. Okay. And I want to be, like, consistently 215 and never really dip under that. Mm-hmm. And right now, I probably consume... Over thirty-five to four. Okay. But I need six. I'm so jealous of people. Like I see people who meal prep, and I'm just so jealous. But like I'm just so bad at. Like I just cannot get my shit together. Like I'm just like, I don't know. Well, you're, like you know, you have a baby and a business. Not to make excuses. But I feel like I feel like if I could cut out, if like one day a week I could be like take Opal for three hours, and I could just go in the kitchen and make enough food I'll all week. I'll eat all the food I'd, tomorrow. That's the problem, though. That's like seriously the problem. It's like I we, need, just, we need these containers that Ashley's gonna get a discount for, yeah. and you can label Holly only, and then we'll be okay. Yeah, ad box you can put on. <laughs> I like hiding. You would. That's a good point though, because we have different colored lids, and so oh, he that's knows my dream. That we should do this. The blue lids, and I get the green ones because my portions are just smaller than his. Is that your favorite color, blue? Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite color, green? I love green. Is that your favorite color? Or you don't have one. Don't you kind of gave a face like you don't have a favorite color. I just love blue too. Eyes. And my favorite color is green. That's true, yeah. We're meant to be friends. We'll meet once a year. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) The the beginning of the right portions, going back to your original question, was kind of a trial and error to kind of figure out what was best for me, but it's also learning, something I learned from Ashley, is learning my cues for when I'm bored versus when I'm hungry versus when Mm -hmm. I'm full versus when I'm, what is it, satiated? Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. But like, there's... That was a like environmentalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are all things that, like, I growing up never really had a pulse on. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of bored now. I'm gonna start eating, which was a thing that 
part of the reason I probably eat all day is I get bored sometimes at work. It's like, oh, I'm just But it but it plays a role in how much food I'm eating through the course of the day. That you know, meal planning is part of it, but it, knowing that I have snacks is another thing. But knowing how to read my body that like I don't need to tap into these snacks now. I'm just bored. I don't mm. need to be eating them. Yeah, it's a bit more intentional. Yeah, intentionally eating maybe is the better, better way of summing that up. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like being more in tune with your body and like knowing when you're actually hungry. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a two-way thing of having food ready, but also knowing when the right time to eat it is. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> you eat too much food all the time. I don't. I eat only three times a day. <sighs> I know, but you eat like four pounds of food a day. I only eat three times a day. <laughs> this is a struggle of life. I still really love fasting. So, like, I eat, like, my post-workout because I train in the morning, but I never used to. But I do to, like, try to maintain to when I'm trying to get bigger. But then I don't really like to eat. So, that, that's probably at, like, 10 a.m., 10.30. But then I don't like to eat my next meal until 4 p.m. Okay. Yeah. It's not, like, really fasting, but it's, like, my way to steal. I don't, like, I don't feel good when I eat a lot of food. It's because you're eating a lot of food. I know. That's why I feel good. <laughs> eating, like, a whole pan this big. Like, I feel like it slows me down. Like, we'll make a lasagna that's literally in, like, a pan like this big. 9 by 13-ish? I don't know. Maybe bigger. Like, a huge pan. Yeah. And they'll be, and they'll be, like, this much left. Like, at night. Like, he'll eat, like, Only because I'm saving it for tomorrow for Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So, this is, like, three quarters of a sheet pan is what you're basically saying. Gone. Yeah. One night. One night. Okay. Just making sure. Like, a lot of food. I'm just, like, where? That's what I should be eating all the time. I just don't because I'm. I'm lazy and I'm meal prepping. That's what I'm saying. We need to get into meal prepping. What's the importance of meal prepping? There's so many important things, but what's like the number one? Top five. Okay, yeah, top five. So convenience is a big one for me. Why I do it. So like I said, it saves up, it frees like up so management. much of my time. Yeah. I mean, it is so, like for me, it's so worse, like putting something in the Instant Pot, putting something into the oven and on the stove, and then like an hour or two hours later, everything's done. So the convenience factor is huge. And then just coming home and like, after a workout, especially knowing that I already have food like ready to go for me in the fridge, it makes life so much easier. And then I feel like it makes like our choices a lot easier. So we eat out way less now because we already have food waiting for us at home. And it's almost like, why would we go out when we already have food that's prepped and ready to go to eat? So like, because of that, like we're saving money. There's just so many like beneficial factors to doing it. It makes you more purposeful and diligent. When you go to the grocery store, you have this whole notion of these are the things I want to eat. I want to eat more greens this week, right? Like that's a theoretical notion that we've, we've played with before and, and put into our diets. Then you have you make sure that you're getting greens each day because that's built into your diet. And so when you're hungry, it's not like, what am I going to eat? There's a bag of chips on the fridge. <laughs> or, hey, I've got this casserole or something that's got a bunch of greens in it. So the easy choice is right there, and it's it's the right choice. The right choice is the easy choice instead of just making impromptu decisions. Yeah, the best choice for you. Yeah. Yeah. And one that you've already planned for. Mm-hmm. This is what I need in my life. And, and this ben? Is, <laughs> I need you to come over and meal prep for him. <laughs> Twice a week. Yeah. yeah. Like, Can you get your Costco membership? Perfect. I have Costco membership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, he just needs those giant bag of rice, <laughs> <laughs> bag of beans, get all up. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do most of the time. Except I'm bougie and I buy sprouted things, but whatever. Okay, yeah. yeah. But it is just a matter of like prioritizing it. Like if you feel like you're truly going to benefit from it, like at least prioritize it a few weeks in a row and see how it goes. I think I need to try it. And maybe we should do it for my my next bulk. 
Okay. Or let's do it once I get back from Houston. That'll be a good time for my next poll. <laughs> In a week. Perfect. <laughs> 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 I'm always I lost, I lost so much weight on our trips. So I gotta get it all back. All right. I'm gonna try it. What should I do? Should I just follow you, follow you? Do whatever you're doing this week. I always recommend like sticking with like what's familiar to y'all. So that's the biggest thing because it makes it so much easier. If you're so you'll prep a bunch of mush. Yeah. Mush. <laughs> I do. But he needs more nutrients than just <laughs> rice and beans. I make sure he gets vegetables at night because I'm literally like he will just eat rice. If I didn't make food at night, he would just eat rice and beans for dinner. Could too. you like throw a bunch of greens in there too? I could just eat them separately. I just don't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if it was meal prep, like if you had a bunch of spinach cooked in there with it, would, oh. that, would that make a difference to you? We don't cook our greens. We eat them raw. That's fair. But no, I mean, it wouldn't. I guess it would just depends on. So I eat mush, especially because I eat it cold. So like I heat it up when I make it and I stir everything together, mm-hmm. but then I eat it throughout like a 12. It like sits for 10 ish hours. Okay. And that's why I actually started eating mush because I can eat it cold. Yeah. So greens, cooked in greens would kind of get weird after sitting out for like six yeah. or seven hours. And like rice and beans, they really don't. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, so, so what I... Well, you hope not what? You don't grow anything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's I mean, you're, no, yeah, that is like... Tr- so I used to run like a real food company. And okay. I, yes, I understand like the risk value, but it's probably, I feel like it's minimal with There's like sprouts actually growing like, in well, it. That's fine if I eat it, then it just has more nutrients. I feel like it's great. His guts are He's all about it. All Perfect and opal. Opal doesn't eat it 10 hours to Yeah, mush was the first meal like I started making for myself like when I went vegan because I was just like gone all day and I was like, oh, I make five bowls of rice and beans and I just eat them. And there's no microwave, so I just ate them cold. Yeah. It was just very simple and easy. And then it was the same thing. Whatever Holly made for dinner when I came home, I just ate whatever she ate. So start simple. I think that's the thing. Start, start simple. simple. I'm like, oh crap! I just realized I don't want to keep you guys here forever. But any last, any longest. last? Is there any more questions on your any list? Any last questions you have? I just really wanted to cover like the dietitian part, veganism, meal prep. What about couples? Couples? Yeah. In what sense? So, like, people that? always ask about us, but we went vegan at the same exact time. So, what about Nick's perspective of when she went vegan or plant based? So, you didn't really, you didn't have like, maybe you didn't have the pressures of her veganism because she wasn't a vegan. <laughs> Quote unquote yeah. vegan. <laughs> These are air quotes. <laughs> like, you're still eating meat. How dare you? There, I mean, so there's, there's two levels of this, right? So, when she first started transitioning, there were still odds and ends in the house, like, of non vegan things. So, like, she's, she's gluten free now. I, we still have bread in the house from time to time for just for me. And in that same capacity, when she turned away dairy, I started, I, there's still cheese in the house just for me, mm. but it was, it was an annoyance for me at first. I was like, what, whatever. Like I, I still want to be eating this. I want to be putting this into my food, but she wanted to have it. And so I, I rebelled a little bit here and there. Like when she would leave out of town, like I, I just didn't remember like buying this big piece of meat and cooking it and like. Or three pizza boxes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah that too. But, but it, I, I think it was, I was, I knew the benefit that she was seeing out of it. So it wasn't that hard. Like, it wasn't something that was like, she's ruining my life. She's doing this on purpose to make my life harder. It was something that she, I could see how happy she was because of it and how, how much it was fulfilling her and what, all just all the pros and pros of the situation that I didn't want to. And because I was happier, he was happier. 
Happy, happy, happy life after <laughs> That's real. It is so real. You didn't have to get her um, <laughs> gift boxes. Fiber worm and a measle. Fiber worm. It made Valentine's Day a lot harder. But, <laughs> um, no, but it, it it really wasn't that bad just from, from that perspective. And I think someone else who might be more centered on just themselves might – might see it differently and be like, you're ruining my diet, you're ruining what I want to be eating. But it wasn't that. Because I've heard of people basically having to make two meals every right, night. separately. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's It makes thing. you yes. further further disconnected. Right. But I feel like it's also the same with health. Like, if one of you, let's say you're both like normal or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. If one of you started to get healthier and started to look better and eating better, and you're like, no, I'm going to skip on the potato chips on top of the fridge. And then whoever the opposing person is, is like, you think you're better than me? Like, they get really yeah, upset, yeah. and that does, know, yeah. it turns into, like, a confrontation. Mm-hmm. So what when you – so clearly you guys weren't fighting. You, you were being yeah. a brat, but outside of that. <laughs> yeah. so only was, a, as a, as only a brat. Only a brat when she was out of town. <laughs> exactly. so what won you over? What won me over? Yeah, what was, like – what made you just, like, uh, slowly transition and then finally be like, okay. Well, I think, so I think it was my career that did it. Like, it was the whole environmental oh. side of things that I saw, started seeing this, like, the – the environmental and the animal welfare side of it first. Mm. She was seeing this other side of it with her health, and it was like toxic situation. Let's just get rid of it. So, yeah. well, and it was such a convenience too for you to like when we did go out because we were eating out. I would say more like in the beginning, especially it was just like it was convenient for him to just get the pizza or the nachos or whatever because that's what he always got. And so I feel like too, you put a lot more purpose behind your choices too. The more you got into it. And thankfully, you were so open-minded, which was so cool. <laughs> I knew he was going to come. Slowly guiding him to the right. And, and also, I didn't want to be the fat, ugly slob with, with the hot water, right? <laughs> like, I, I had to keep up. I so. cannot imagine you fat ever. <laughs> be really hard. Yeah. You could be like Vince Vaughn, like skinny fat. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just happened to have like a couple rolls. Yeah, concave chest. Was, <laughs> that's funny. Why are you laughing? You're looking at me funny. Oh, no, she's envisioning me with this. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched a movie with Ben Tom last night. It's fresh in my mind. But I know he was like titled like the skinniest fat person of all time like three years ago on like a magazine or something funny. That's what? It's real. That's a thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. I mean, what's not a thing in media these days? Thank you so much for coming out. I'm so happy that I finally got to, this is like kind of a hangout, but we should have a real hangout session. <laughs> this is how entrepreneurs hang out. It, yeah, I mean, we're this productive. Real. Right. Productive. Yeah. Is, if we're not doing something you. to generate revenue, what are we doing? Can you just come over and like help me meal prep one day? <laughs> we'll also hang out. We can over. Meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a co-working space, Amy yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> Sounds great. Any right. last words? No, but thanks for having us on. Like, really appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You're like, yes, more. I need... <laughs>